What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Anna Hosnier. Hi. You're doing great. Thanks. I just uh, was reading some reviews that of I wrote. what? Oh. That I wrote about the podcast. You're writing reviews for us? Well, I had a lot of dummy accounts left over from when I was a producer on Catfish. Okay. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, I didn't work on the show. I just produced a lot of catfishing. I was a giant catfish. You understand? Yeah. But I learned my uh, that I was uh, wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and I have changed my ways. Okay. And I, I want to say I'm sorry to everyone that had sex thinking about Brad Pitt. Oh. But they should have known they weren't talking to Brad Pitt. Right. I mean, come on. Brad Pitt? Is having phone sex with a 57-year-old woman in Montana? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with you. That would be younger than him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about okay. it. Okay, this is going well, I can see. Okay, so, uh, guys, we, we are talking below deck sailing. Episode eight. eight. Sorry, <laughs> I legit am like I've lost my mind. Okay, yes, Below Deck season one, sailing episode eight. Would you say this is a good episode? I would say it's the best episode of the season. Interesting. And I think that what happens inside of the episode is pretty good, but what we see at the end of the episode. Truly shook me to my core. And that is the preview of what is to come on this season. It looks bonkers. And I'm very excited. I think this season is going to get a lot better starting now. I hope so. And also, you know, that's going to lead right into the greatest season of Below Deck Med. The greatest version of the show. It's the SVU. And uh, I'm sure Criminal Intent had, had its moments. And that's what we're seeing on Sailing Yacht right now. Um, 
Oh, no. Did you not press record? I wasn't recording. I'm recording. I'm sorry. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. Nick didn't press record. We had a boo-boo. No big deal, Nick. It's no big deal. These things happen. That's why I take backup recordings. No, it always happened to me. It's okay. Because I have a very high-tech system, and something so foolish would never happen to me. But don't worry, Nick. It's not a big deal. I'm being an asshole. I'm sorry. No, I deserve it. Hey, write in with the hashtag. Nick deserves it. No. Because he's so stupid. If you think I'm stupid, Nick isn't stupid. Nick's a big boy. Hey, somebody actually tweeted at us last week about one of our stupid things and they said you were right and I was wrong and I have no oh, idea what it was referencing. They were referencing the fact that you said that the USPS dog costume was dumb and I said it was cute and it turned out to be very cute because I remember I bought uh, it and then I posted a photo of my dog in it and people, I would say millions of fans were so <laughs> Now fan, you, you would say fans of, of who? My dog. <laughs> Okay. I, you know, obviously I agree. I'm not insane. I saw your dog in it. And yes, but on the episode, it's good. you were being it's a good quite thing negative the world. about it when I sent you. Yeah, but I didn't well, know that. You yeah, need I hadn't to seen the ahead. dog. You, you need to well, imagine little, little dinky cheetah in a little dinky costume delivering mail. And then you'd be oh like, actually, God. that's pretty cute. And you know that. Uh, yeah. I know it. Look, because Cheetah had to get a job. Yes. How cute is that? Yes. She wanted to contribute to the house. she to go work for the USPS, which is struggling. Oh, my God. Yes. Because she's See woke. See how cute that is. But she probably will get fired for damaging packages, which is the unfortunate thing. Because that's what happened to Ace. Oh, Cheetah won't damage any packages. If you look at the photo, the box I made for the costume is already damaged because Ace doesn't know how to walk when there's a box in front of him. He really was like fucking the box up. So unfortunately, yes, Ace was let go from the USPS. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, there are. They have been budget cuts and they decided that unfortunately Ace wasn't worth keeping on the job because <laughs> he was damaging too many packages. and. It was easy for him to get distracted by sense and not deliver the mail in time. Mm-hmm. Mm. So anyway, that's where we're at. Well, so you're saying there's an opening. I will tell Cheetah. Yeah, see? Cheetah could be a USPS worker. But she doesn't have to like go all the way up to the North Hollywood location, right? She can stay in town in Los Angeles. I don't know, man. I'm not her shift manager, okay? I don't know what you want me to say. I just didn't want to have to go out of town, you know? I didn't want Cheetah because Cheetah can't drive. Minimum 20 minutes away from you. And look, it would probably require at least uh, one full gas up every every time. It's going to get costly. Okay. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) You're an idiot. Uh, You deserve nothing. It's fine. Yeah, just remember you've devastated me in a way I'll never forget. Oh, great. So we're even. Yeah. How did you devastate me? Great question. By making me do this podcast. I didn't make you do shit. Yes, you did. I didn't make you do this podcast. I offered you an opportunity. I said no, and then you serenaded me. You came outside my window. You remember that you did this. You had a guitar, and you sang me a song about how important it was that I, we do this podcast together. And you know, I can't say no to a song. Sing it. Wait, wait, remember? The, do you remember it? Can you sing it for everybody? Sure. Um, Nikki boy, have you oh. ever thought about a Gorgeous. podcast? Wow. About a lovely boy and a lovely this is bringing me girl. Back. Yeah. All they want to do is live beneath <laughs> yeah. the rich people. Yeah. And I didn't know, who, I mean, she didn't, I didn't know what show she was talking about at this point. So it was really confusing. Right. I'm what you would call someone. <laughs> <laughs> so when you see me serenading outside a window, you might be like, call the police, honey. Yeah. You never uh, said anything about a podcast in that song. No. 
Well, yes, I did. I wasn't. I, didn't I just say that? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, it's okay. You've lost your mind, hmm. and that's beautiful. Normal. Oh yes, normal. Beautiful. Normal. Nor beautiful. Sunny boy, don't you wanna be a dirty bitch with your friend Anna? See, I'm a great singer. A lot of people don't give me enough credit for how I'm just hitting these notes, Queen. Why would someone give you credit? What? No, Why for what? Why wouldn't someone give Holy me credit? Holy shit, that was Zach's naked stomach behind you. Yes. Incredible. Um, what were we talking about? Zach's okay. stomach? Please stop pad getting... thai, pad thai? What are you getting so distracted for? Let's start the show. All right. These shows get more and more, like, out of control. Well, wh- how, what other direction would they go? In control. That's insane. We don't do anything to con- try to control it. So <laughs> that's fact. Sailing season one, episode eight. So we continue with Jenna crying because Adam rejected her. And and by rejected her, he's basically just like, you're a dumb bitch and I don't want to fuck you. And it's like, he's yeah. like, why are you getting so upset? You're a psychopath. It's like, why are you saying these things? Like he actually called her a psychopath at one point. And I was like, for it's what? Fair. Why Why do you feel the need to use such sort of, like, language towards her? Like, she's just upset because you're, bl- like, one, you pretended to like her, and now you're excessively blowing her off in an unnecessary way. It's like, wh- what did you expect? Uh, Yeah, well, this it's clear that this guy is not as woke as my dog is. No, like, he's, I would argue he's not woke at all. Wow. I would That's say he's a farther. fucking idiot who needs therapy. Wow. Is that too much? Uh, I mean, it shook me to my core, but I'm very thin-skinned. Now, why would it shake you to your core? Dude, just the way you talk. I'm scared of you. I'm scared of you, okay? You know, I heard you say that like three times. You scare me, all right? Yeah, no, I I hear you, but like... I am frightened when you are about... Okay, this is getting to a point where I'm actually just more concerned about your mental health. Okay, <laughs> it's so not good. What are you going to do about it? Let's say I need help. Now what? So basically, um, you're going to buy me a computer. Like I got to buy a computer. What what computer should I buy? I'm going to put it out to the people. Um, this computer sucks. It's like seven years old. I'm going to throw it in the river, and I'm going to buy a new one. A MacBook, which, I guess. Which MacBook do I buy? Sorry for slapping the table. In emphasis, that's not good podcasting. I don't know. Like, I haven't really looked at the most recent MacBooks, but maybe like one that has a lot of like memory. Ooh, I don't know. This is a question for engineer Zach that you Smart. should ask. Yeah, let's me- put him on. He wants to know what Zach. MacBook he should buy. What's he trying to do? What's okay, we. This is a conversation for off the air because he's like, well, "What am I trying to do?" Telling you know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to you know uh, podcast, record, and edit. Okay, this is, again, a conversation you guys should have off air because we are, in fact, doing a podcast right now. All right, well, let's stand down. Let's press stop. No, Zach and I will talk for 45 stopping po- this. Oh, we'll do that later. Okay. Yeah, that's like a... No, that's even a better idea. This is a mess. Of course it's a mess, but that's what the people come for. That's what the people want. Maybe there are people who just... Who just got into it this episode. And that's unfortunate because they're probably leaving right now. All right. Because they're I'm like, t- maybe Sailing Yacht's the first show they watched. And then they're like, I wonder if there's any podcast. Like, they, they're getting into it. It's like the, the eighth episode. And they're like, I bet there's some podcast about this show. And then they listen to this episode. And they're, and they're like, I guess there upset. aren't any podcasts about this show. Yeah, they're like deeply upset. Well, um, yes, we continue. So basically, Jenna's like, well, you can just continue living in your van and continue to hate people. And Adam's like, this is too emotional. I'm out of here. So he leaves her on the deck crying. Uh, and Jenna su- says she feels powerless and isn't going to force someone to be with her. And out at the club, everyone is drinking and partying and have a good time and having a good time. But back on the boat, Paget and Ciara are bickering about her wanting to clean their room and him being tired and want to go to bed. And she's like, just wait a second and the room will be clean. 
Hmm. And so Jenna on the boat pulls Adam aside to chat with him. Uh, and it's confusing because she's like trying to make him hug her. I don't know. And so they go up to the deck to talk about how Jenna is sad. And Adam keeps being an asshole and says it doesn't feel right anymore because this is just too much for him. And he's like, I don't understand why you're just like having a breakdown on the like dock. And like he's like, that's when he says like that's like psychotic or whatever he says, like ableist slur. Uh, because they're her. on a dock? Because she basically started crying over him and he doesn't know how to deal with emotions because he's like, he lacks emotional intelligence. So he's just like, why are you acting this way? And he like, no, is, this guy is, what's like the opposite of an alpha? Is it, is there, there's gotta be something uh, worse, lower than a beta. Um, a Zeta. This guy is a fucking Zeta, dude. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Where, what are you not, his threshold for what he is able to handle is insane. He can't handle like a literal makeout with a woman. Yeah. That's as far as he can, he can't even do that. He can't even do that. All he can do is like short kisses and flirting. That's the only place he's comfortable. What a loser. What an utter loser. You have got to go fix some shit. You will never be happy for one day in your life. You cannot buy a van small enough and fast enough to get away from this. Well, he kind of describes what's up with him a little later on. But the behavior that we're about to witness is more bullshittery from Jenna and Adam, and I'll explain why. So everyone who was at the club, Byron, Madison, Georgia, Parker, they head back to the boat, and Madison, Georgia, and Parker discuss going in the hot tub. And Byron goes up there at first, and then he comes back down after witnessing Adam and Jenna, like, cry arguing, and Byron tells the other crew members that he thinks Jenna and Adam are breaking up next to the hot tub. So Parker tries to go up there to, like, turn on the hot tub and heat it up or whatever. And Adam and Jenna, who are on the deck, like, arguing because apparently they own the deck, are like, it's not the time. Not, it's not a good time, Parker. And Parker's like, what the fuck? Okay, so he goes back down. And it's like, I have an idea. Why don't you guys go argue somewhere else? Why don't you go and argue in the fuck van? Yeah, go anywhere else to have your emotional like emotional meltdown instead of taking the deck hostage so people can't enjoy themselves. Like this is just classic fucking asshole. They take hostage of places when they're getting along. Yeah. They're monsters. They really they're think awful. they're the only people that matter. And it's like, they want to go in the hot tub and hang out. It's their night off, but they have to deal with the fact that you guys don't know how to deal with each other. Get the fuck out of here. <sighs> it makes even, what's the guy who had the inappropriate relationship with the young girl Paget? that he was working for Paget? and they're still together? Paget. It makes him look like a good boss. And that's... That's hard to do. Yeah. This is so annoying. Like, I could punch them in the face. Like, if I ever saw them in person, if I just immediately punch them in the face and then, like, come to, it's because I blacked out out of just pure rage of these people's behavior. It's just so unacceptable. So Parker tells the girls that they have to quit their hot tub plans because the assholes have to be up there fighting. And George is like, what the fuck? They're being selfish. And I'm like, yeah, their selfishness never ends. Like, everything is about them. Ugh. So Adam keeps being an asshole to Jenna, and she finally leaves the deck all upset. And then Parker starts playing guitar after they leave. Like, he's on the deck, and he's singing and making up funny songs, and Madison just hangs out with him, and then... God, have you ever had someone just sing straight to you, and there's no one else there? Mm, yeah, I mean, like, silly songs. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Not since, yeah, but yeah. I have no more questions, Your Honor. Yes, thank you. The witness is free to leave. Yes, thank you. Yes, uh, thank you so much. Okay, so did I do the next day thing? Uh, no. It's the next day. The, uh, but b before we get into the next day, did you have any questions about how the U.S. Open's going? 
Sure. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty well for the Americans. They had a good first, uh, first and second day so far. Cool. So it's the next day. Uh, it's really awkward between Adam and Jenna. And in my notes, I wrote, <laughs> because fuck them. <laughs> you know what the problem is? For Adam, this is still going to exactly to plan. Really? Yeah, because his thing is to push away and pull in and push away and pull in. And so, like, I think he loves all parts equally. You think he, he just- loves the push away and then the pull back in just to keep her at arm's length. It's going to get so much more brutal. Oh, no, really? This guy is a mastermind. He's definitely like a monster. Like, I think he could ruin yeah. people. And I think it's kind of clear maybe why Malia in the last whatever season two. Yeah, because yes, yes, which kinda- is why she like was let go by him and started dating someone else. And it's like, and he's like, oh, well, now I, I got to get you back. Well, that's what I think happens is like oh, his behavior God. pushed her away into literally another man's arms. Sure, yeah. Which is... But it's the constant pull. You're never fully out of Adam's orbit. Right. Which is unfortunate. Once you're in, you're in for life until he and Leon decide it's time to leave this earth. And murder you. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Sorry, there's there's yeah. still some roof work going on, so I'm sorry if you hear some weird noise in the background. But let's uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, uh, yeah, Anna. It's uh, it's me, Rufus, the guy who's working on a roof. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to say I'm sorry it's taken so long. Uh, we intended for this to be maybe a two-hour job and... Uh, how long has it been now? Like three weeks. It was supposed to be a two-week Three job. weeks. Yeah, that is my bad. Uh, you can bl- blame Rufus. All right? Anyway, I'm sorry. Are we cool? Yeah. And we're back. Hmm. Um, I figured... I got- thought there was going to... I thought you could ask me what I was doing, but... All right. Well, now you're clearly doing something. Yeah, what are you doing now? Now, report, recording the podcast? Um... <laughs> All right. Well, you have a good time. Uh, I got to get back to the roof, I guess. I live up here, but uh, you don't want to hear any more about what I'm doing. Uh, have fun with your show. I love it, by the way. I mean, I, I listen to it when you record. I don't know the other guy's half, but your stuff is great. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'll see you. 
So, um, yes, it's really awkward between Jenna and Adam. And Parker is reiterating his feelings of being courteous around others and not um, swearing when they're at a nice restaurant. And Ciara is arguing against it. And it doesn't make any sense. It's like, just don't swear at a restaurant. Whatever. I Yeah. It's not but, but that also, big a deal. You got to pick your battles. Yeah. His when battle you live on a boat. Maybe that. someone swearing. Uh, maybe a sailor swearing is fine. Maybe that's not the thing. Uh, we're yachties. Have you ever heard of a sailor swearing? I that's do agree that you most. shouldn't swear in a, like a fancy restaurant. Like just like behave yourself. Because I do think that it, there is so like cur- like to be and I, yes, I was raised with immigrant parents so I would get slapped if I was acting a fool in a restaurant. But like you can just tone it down for like five minutes while you're eating dinner at a restaurant. Like you don't actually need to be like swearing up a storm. Is that too wild of a opinion? I was at a Red Lobster with a friend and he said the F word twice while ordering. Okay. And uh, I was shot. I I was, I still think about it. Okay, so I mean, yes, a red lobster's not exactly what I was saying, but you blew my mind. You get it. Send it to the waitress. Wow. Yeah. So you get it. Like it's unnecessary. You don't really need to speak like that. But I thought it was hilarious. So what is the point you're making? You still think um, about it today? I don't know, man. I'm just talk, telling like... you about my life. <sighs> hey, do you want to see if the roof guy wants to talk? No, I think we should leave the roof guy alone. Okay. Seemed so, like he had a story to tell is all I'm saying. Yeah, I bet he did. And he's really fucking grinding my gears right now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like C- I am starting to dislike Ciara because there's something about her. There's like a a little like know-it-all busybody of her. And I don't like how she tries to put all the shit behavior on deck on on Parker. Like, yes, Parker's not great, okay? He shouldn't incur, like, he shouldn't bring up as much of his opinions as he does. Yeah. He shouldn't, like, throw, do some, like, throwaway lines like he does. But, like, I can understand where he's coming from because Ciara's, like, a little busybody and at the same time the boss is her boyfriend so she just like runs back to her boyfriend and complains about Parker all the time like Uh that's an impossible situation to be in like for a work environment like you'll never win because this little like know-it-all busybody is like telling you one thing and then if you try and be like well your boyfriend said the other thing she'd be like well why didn't my boyfriend tell me that and it's like I don't give a shit what your boyfriend did or didn't tell you like that's your thing. Like, this is a work environment. Separate that. But I see our struggles to separate that. And I don't like it. So, <clears throat> what's going on with Sierra and Paget and the fake British lady? So, oh, we, I don't we know. see a little insight into future episodes. Uh, they hinted a possible threesome. Right. Now, every ITM we've seen with Sierra, you know, she's been asked about their flirting, you know. She's like, she gives nothing. You know, she's like, mm, he, it's fine. Everything's okay. If he, he wouldn't, if he, if he would, buy, uh, but whatever. And she's like, she's oddly cold when discussing it. And so all of these interviews took place after the season, as we know. And so these are all with uh, hindsight attached. And do you think that it's because something crazy went down? Or are they teasing this and it will never happen? Hmm. I think they're teasing it and it doesn't happen. Because I can't imagine Ciara actually being chill enough to have a threesome. Should we bet on this? No, because I'm not a degenerate gambler like you are. I think we should start a gambling section of this podcast. Did you just hear what I said? <laughs> yes, this is what we should do. We should start gambling, and we can always have like little bets going on about what's going to happen in the future. I don't know. I think it'd be a good idea. 
you know, maybe more for the for the weekly show when you can't look stuff up. Sure. Sure. Cause I would cheat and win all the bets. Yeah, of course you would. And me and me too. And we would never no money would ever exchange hands. Well, we'll think about it. Put 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 that on the long list you're keeping of stuff we're gonna do when it, when we're weekly. Okay. So, uh, yes, it's the next charter meeting with Glenn, Jenna, Adam, and Paget. We learned some, like, rich real estate couple are coming on. Uh, were you able to get their likes and dislikes? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Let's hear them. I got all them likes and dislikes. Let's hear it. All right. You ready for it? No. Yana and Arthur Greenstein. There you go. Dallas, Texas, the place of my birth. Oh, really? Yana, well, Fort Worth. Yana and Arthur Greenstein are the owners of a YNA real estate in Dallas, Texas, near Fort Worth. The luxury real estate power couple loves to travel together, go overseas to Yana's home country of Israel. Yana and Arthur are bringing some of their closest friends from their Dallas social circle to celebrate Yana's early birthday, joining the Greensteins. On this luxury vacation are their friends Lydia Inboden, a vice president at a finance company, and Carla Foley, a nurse practitioner. Nice. Okay. Their children all go to the same school. Who gives a shit? Also joining, joining the group will be Carla's husband, Kevin Hans, a successful plastic surgeon. Well, that's a good last name. Who grew up sailing catamarans. Lastly, there is C. Oh, good. So he can help. Lastly, there is C.C. Alexander, a medical representative who is another close friend of Yana's. Great. Yana and this dipshit expect the absolute best service when they travel. Yikes. This self-proclaimed high-maintenance group is looking forward to their dream vacation. And they are no strangers to partying late into the night when they are on vacation together. They're all, they will all be in bed by 9.30. Really? I don't know. Oh. They mentioned they had a lot of dislikes, but they're all with that. It's, it's really hard to read. There's no good angle on the rest. Oh, itinerary requests. Here we go. On night one, Arthur would like to surprise Yana with a pink cake Pink roses, champagne, and balloons for her birthday. Did they do that? I mean, they will. I they don't haven't think... gotten there. No. It's supposed the to be guests this... are requesting water tours, toys, snorkeling, and lots of sailing. Lydia and Arthur would like to help man the sails. Yikes. On night two, the group would like to have a murder mystery dinner conducted by the yacht crew. Go fuck yourself. The guests would like to have an interactive game board with impressions and charades. Explore local beach. Eat on a secluded beach. Anyway, that's that. That's that. I heard you. Uh, That's that, Jack Attack. Yeah, okay, so... There's a thing about the wife is that she just really wants to stay skinny and doesn't like eat food. Yeah. Um, And she doesn't like a lot of stuff like big cucumbers, which I thought was strange, but whatever. Small cucumbers. So yeah, they're going to have a pink party at some point, a beach barbecue. cucumbers. No offense. Okay. Yeah. Beach barbecue and a pink party. So Jenna's just sulking around the crew mess, crying over Adam, like literally crying in the crew mess. Like, (laughs) and it's like, dude, how is this even remotely professional? Like go in your room. She's like eating a yogurt and crying in the crew mess. Well, she's alone. Well, we don't know that anyone could walk in at any point and be like, what are you doing? I don't know. For someone who demands everyone to be so professional, you don't. Oh, yeah. This is like the first first time we've ever seen her be a hypocrite. No, it's not. She's a classic (laughs) hypocrato. Ah, yes. I took that oath. (laughs) It's just, it's just dumb. Like, 
hate shit like this. So yeah, she's like crying in the crew mess and she says she feels blindsided and doesn't understand why he doesn't want to have sex with her. And she thinks that he's building a wall and he's just being so cold towards her. And Byron says he has worked on a lot of boats and a chief and a, a chef and a chief stew relationship is never a good idea. And the crew is always the one that suffer because of it. That's everybody's opinion about every relationship yeah. on every boat yeah. from the history of time. Yeah. So I agree with it. Yeah. It's so a great idea. It's getting around the boat that Adam and Jenna have broke up and people are getting anxious. And um, on another note, Glenn says he's seeing friction in the deck department. And of course, they're going to blame Parker for everything. I mean, he doesn't say that, but this implied that it's all going to be Parker's fault. And Glenn asks to meet with Parker, or not Parker, Paget and Ciara in the master. Uh, and Paget, of course, says that Parker is hard to deal with because of his attitude and input. And Ciara says he's always off on his own tangent quite a lot and that he gets very snappy about things. That's yeah. your opinion. Uh, I don't think you guys are necessarily great at your jobs either, but okay. Um, look, I don't love Parker, but I also don't think like he just seems like a goofball. Like, I don't think he's like as bad. Like, I just think Paget and Ciara are on their own shit and they don't they really aren't good at like working with other people. Like, I think they also Of course they're not. They don't they're not good at talking to other people. Like they're so used to being in their own couple bubble and doing everything themselves that like I think they're just not good at managing another person. Like especially with Ciara out here just like busy bodying everything and like st- like Ciara steps all over what Paget says and Parker just witnesses that. So like Paget doesn't he doesn't rule with an iron fist like one would think he would as a bosun or whatever first mate. So like, sorry, Paget. Like, I don't have much. Like, I, I don't think of Paget as like a good leader. Does that make sense? Of course, yes. He's not very much of a leader. There's not a lot of him leading. You know, there's not like a lot of other bosuns like struggle with how to lead, you know, and maybe they talk to the captain about it. But this captain, uh, he knows Paget. And Paget knows Ciara and they know Byron, right? Don't all these people like work on this boat? I don't know if Byron was there when they worked on it. Byron worked on the boat five years ago. It just feels like they all already work together. It's not a lot of anyone getting to know each other, and there's not a lot of friction among the chain of command on the, like, sailing side of the ship. Like the captain, the engineer, the first mate, and then his deckhand. Uh, So there's this weird, like, just gap in this season where there is usually a lot of friction. Like when people are fighting for the bosun position, that happens all the time. Hmm. And here it's not even, it's not even thought about. I mean, Byron's not a shitty person. Neither is Glenn. Right. Padgett's all right. He's just not a great manager. But like the toxicity all lies within Adam and Jenna. It's them two creating the most toxic environment. For the stews, Uh basically. And Adam being like a fucking shitball roommate to to, uh, Parker and like talking shit about him. So, I don't know. Um, Adam is annoyed uh, because he's thinking about Jenna when he should be working on his menus, which is exactly what he didn't want to happen. Um, And Madison says it would be good to get some direction from Jenna, but she's too busy pouting about Adam. Like, see what I mean? Like, she just doesn't, she doesn't hold up. Like, under any circumstance. Like, she don't hold up her side of the bargain. Like, she's so strict with everyone else, but, like, Jenna's too deeply wrapped up in this Adam bullshit to, like, be a manager as well. 
Am I like mm-hmm. tripping? All right, we need to like finish this show. So Glenn calls Parker to chat and he asks about Paget and Ciara. And Parker says Ciara is very her way or the highway and doesn't give him any leeway when he comes up with more efficient ideas on how to do things. And he says he's learning every day, so he doesn't need to be told how to do stuff. Uh, but Ciara feels the need to control him in that way. And Glenn's response to this is, well, the respect has to go both ways. And I'm like, what? You're not responding. Like That's like, okay, yes, but w- what's the solution? You're, you're saying the respect has to go both ways. But what you're implying is that Parker should just shut up and listen to Ciara and Paget. And the problem isn't with Paget. It's... Ciara, I mean, Parker is witnessing Ciara do whatever the fuck she wants. And I think that encourages Parker to speak up and give his opinion when technically both Ciara and Parker should just shut up and do what Paget says. And everyone should just shut up and do what Glenn says. Yeah. But Glenn didn't really say much in this conversation. And Adam and Jenna should shut up and do what you say. Yeah, exactly. Adam and Jenna should just shut up and not ever speak again. But anyway, shut up, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, Glenn says Paget is feeling resistance from Parker, and he and then Parker tells him about how uh, Parker told Paget to stop saying fuck at dinner, and then Glenn's like, "Well, you need to respect the hierarchy, even at dinner." That's like so dumb. Okay, you can't ask someone to stop swearing. Okay, well, whatever. Parker is mad that Ciara and Paget complained about him, and that's the end of the meeting. And I don't necessarily think anything was accomplished. And I'm worried about Parker's future on this boat. Yeah, yeah. You can't. That's not how you tell someone to stop doing something at a restaurant. No. Who's your boss? You no. can, if you want to get that point across, you have to not do it publicly. Yeah, and you have to be nicer about it, more tactful. Yeah, and you have to make sure Ciara is not there because Ciara is going to butt in like she butts in on everything else. She's mm-hmm. a little busybody. Big old butt. So Georgia says that she has laundry down and would like to start learning more service if possible and interact with guests and even see some sunlight. And Adam gives Jenna a hug and apologizes for saying all those mean things to her and says that he hasn't succeeded in a relationship because he doesn't like to show his vulnerabilities. And when things get too real, he just can't do it. And that's a problem. And he needs to grow up and take a chance on someone and give it a shot. And he tells Jenna that he wants to make sure that they do it right. And he's concerned that sleeping together on this boat might just be too soon and the wrong way to do things. And Jenna says that she needed an apology from Adam and uh, she got it. So back to hell we go with these fucking idiots. (sighs) Well, boat facts? No. (laughs) Uh, But we will take a quick ad break and BRB, Queen. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. 
So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And we're back. What's up, Queen? Oh, what's up? What's up, Queen? We're back? Yeah, Queen, we're back. Oh, okay, cool. Queen. Deckhead, below deck heads. Yeah. So Madison said it would be ma- amazing if she hooked up with Parker. And she says, I'll drop the hints if you bring the mints. Do you think that maybe one day hello will be replaced by below? And then the, the greeting will be like, below everyone, you know, <laughs> in, in reference to below deck because it will be so popular. Um, I'll definitely have to get back to you on that one. Okay. I just don't even know why would the whole world succumb to a TV show's greeting? Uh, yeah, I guess it's stupid. Sorry. You guess it's stupid. Yeah, I I guess I didn't think it through. Yeah, did you? I guess not. Yeah, okay. You should be very careful moving forward. Hey, thanks for giving me another shot. I don't deserve it. (laughs) Anyway, Padgett says his goal for his department in this next charter is to keep it drama-free, baby. Yeah, okay. That's not a good goal. A good goal is to do a good job and keep everyone safe. Right. Like, I don't want to hear any gossip. That's not a good goal for sailing. (laughs) Something to think about. Okay, I'll think about it. So Jenna assesses Madison's work in the rooms and points out a bunch of things that she missed. And Jenna says, Madison likes to pretend like she's the busiest person on the boat, but thinks she isn't really doing anything, which I thought was just rude. Because I'm like, she is running around, but sometimes she misses things. And Jenna's the one who actually doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's a dumb thing to say from a dumb person who is absolutely ruining whatever meager reputation she was able to build up in the yachting industry. Yeah. She is an embarrassment. And Adam is embarrassing himself for the second out of three seasons horribly. Yeah. Yeah. So the guests arrive on boat. They look, you know, bougie. Sure. And the female guests, like the main primary and one of her friends, every time they cheers and clink their glasses, they say, meow. And Byron, like, rolls his eyes and he's not impressed at all. He's like, what the fuck are we doing here? And they're like, meow. And uh, Jenna pushes lunch back because the guests don't seem overly hungry based on what they were saying on their tour of the boat. And the guests basically just want to take pictures all over the boat. That's like it. Hey, that's a good charter. Yeah. Easy enough. They just want to be in bikinis and taking photos. Hmm. And the main primary calls her husband an Instagram husband because he just takes photos of her everywhere. Are you an Instagram husband, Nick? Uh, No, I'm an Instagram partner. Oh. No, I don't. uh, I'm not an Instagram partner either. I, I don't take Instagram pictures for my wife. But does she take them for you? I mean, truth. she likes, she's into photography and she has a nice camera, takes pictures sometimes, okay. but she's not really big into posting. You're avoiding the answer. I'm not really sure what the question is. Is it stupid? <sighs> no. Okay. So Jenna sets Madison off to help prepare for the beach barbecue later that night. And the main primary wants to help drop the anchor. And Jenna is telling them they're getting close to lunch, but they're like, well, we don't really like to eat lunch. We just kind of look at it and like inhale it. And Jenna's like, great. Also, one of the three girls, Mm -hmm. the women that Mm -hmm. are with her, that are there in this scene Mm -hmm. is overweight. And that is like, it's a weird moment. She's like, don't do this. Don't do this. You You cannot commenting on her weight. Why what? comment on her weight? What? What? What is the point you're making? I'm saying this skinny lady with her skinny ass friend are saying we don't really eat because it's probably fucking true. They're like, we smell it and then we have pass on. And then obviously they're incredibly skinny. So that is true. And then there is one other friend there. And that person is overweight. 
and they're saying we don't eat anything and then there her fat friend is there just like uh yeah we don't eat anything can we move on that is the point i'm making it was an interesting thing to think and say period all right well we are not going to comment further on it's their not ways. i'm not shaming anybody i was simply stating a fact i'm not the monster this woman is the monster, and now you are the monster. Hmm. You are a monster. Anna okay. Hosnier is a monster. So, um, yes. Cut the, print. The guests help drop the anchor in their bikinis, and Byron's like, the view is great today at work, because all their booties are in his face. Mm-hmm. And Adam is annoyed that the main primary just likes to sniff the food after he works so hard to meet all her preferences. And Jenna finally compliments Georgia on her work in the laundry. And Georgia's like, wow, so this is what it's like. Wow. So the guests sit down for lunch, but they're not impressed with the lentil soup Adam made them because they're like, um, it's really hot out. It's too hot for soup. And one guest is even like, I don't really like lentil soup. And Adam's like, well, I fucked up. But the guests do think the food uh, tastes really good, though. So, Adam, you lucked out this time, you piece of shit. They couldn't stop eating it. Yeah. But lentil soup. They tried and they couldn't. And then they ate themselves to death. Soup on the hottest day is so weird. That used to be like uh, an inside joke in my family. What? About having hot soup on a hot day. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's dumb. It's pretty dumb. It's dumb. It's so dumb. It's not like my mom making hot soup is one thing for her family, but a professional chef in a tropical location is another thing. Yeah. Not tropical. I'm sorry. Well, is that not how? Well, it's not tropical. You're right. It's It feels tropical because it looks so tropical, but... Mm-hmm. What can you do with a Klondike bar? Uh, I guess eat it. Yeah. So uh, Parker's oh. working on finding a place for the beach barbecue, and he radios the crew, and he's like explaining what he's discovered over the radio. But everyone's annoyed because he's taking too long to explain himself. And of course, this makes an opportunity for Jenna and Adam to make fun of Parker. What's new? Like, is there nothing they could, like, it feels like the only thing they have in common is making fun of people on this boat. So I don't think it's possible for this relationship to last because once they get off the boat and they're in fucking Adam's van together, what are they going to do? Make fun of Adam's dog? If your entire relationship is built on being asshole shit talking people, sorry to break it to you, but you don't have much depth. They're going to be like, Adam, your dog couldn't even get a job at the post office. (laughs) And we can't get jobs as yachties anymore. Yeah. 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 Oh, I just, I can't wait for their downfall. And I'm glad it's coming the same year as Trump's. Yeah. I agree. Down with them both. Wow. Wow, can't believe you're taking this stand. Well, I don't fuck with any of these people. (sighs) Whatever. Glenn does tell Parker good recon after he gets back and tells them what beach to go on. It's like, finally, someone respects something Parker's doing. And then Parker, Ciara, and Madison head out to the beach to set up so they can hold a spot for later on because there's people all over the beaches. And the beach is really hot and covered in rocks and the girls are struggling to walk on the sand and they were like, Parker, why didn't you tell us to bring shoes? And he's like, well, build some calluses. It's good for you. And they're like, fuck you, Parker. Yeah, fuck you, Parker. They're not happy with the fact that they have to. I mean, like, I would also be like, we should have brought shoes. Wow. You're so smart. We should have brought shoes. Well, he also, they asked on the way, they're like, we need shoes. And he's like, you don't need shoes. So it's like, okay. <sighs> I just got a Venmo. Sorry, I really distracting. I, I don't know what it's from, but I can't wait. Oh, my God. 
How much do you think it's going to be for? I don't care. So um, back on the boat, the ladies are trying to convince, the other guest ladies are trying to convince the main primary, Yana, to go snorkeling, but she's just not interested. She's like, one time I went snorkeling and I didn't like it. It's like, yes, thank you. It's very clear you don't like to get your hair wet because when everyone else was jumping off the boat earlier, you were like, this is crazy. I would never do that. Okay. I went swimming in Thailand and I didn't like it. Yeah. That's, what, that's what she said. Yeah. She's like, it's not for me. This is okay. not for me. I'm more of a sit up on the deck and like get sun, but like I can't touch the water. No, no I'm no, no. more of a like shame my overweight friends kind of girl. Yeah. It's, it's the not next great. day. No. So <laughs> on the island, Ciara and Madison are just chatting it up and not setting up anything for like an hour or so because they thought they had like five hours before the guests arrive. Why would they not set up immediately just to have like a tent up? Yeah. Like, I don't why know. would they just want to sit there in the hot sun? Put the tent up, then sit there. That's what doesn't make sense to me. It's like, this is a bad showing for both Madison and Ciara. I don't love it. I expected more. I did not. No. Because even if they are capable of more and have shown us more up until now, they got to know Jenna. And now they have no more motivation. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So the guests want to go lay out on the beach because they're like, okay, we don't want to go snorkeling and we want to go to the beach and hang out there. So Parker, so in this moment... Parker should have let the girls on the beach know immediately, but he doesn't. He he loads the guests onto the tender and then he radios over to the beach to let them know that they're on their way to them. Okay, Parker, a bad showing by Parker. Everyone is off their game. And then also the radio is not communicating clearly because Ciara has her channel switched or something. But the girls are really confused and they're like, why... Why are you coming so soon? I thought they won't come until much later. Like, why is there such little communication? I don't know. So the girls are scrambling to get the beach ready for the arrival of the guests. And they're like, Parker, why didn't you tell us sooner? And Parker, who doesn't need to say this, says, well, you guys just need to be, or he goes, Ciara, I need to be ready for curveballs. Which is like, you know, Ciara hates you. Like, why would you say something like that? There's no point. And so once the guests arrive... Paget and Parker bring the guests. Ciara demands to know why the guests are at the beach. And Parker's like, that's what they wanted to do. And then she like waves off Parker and is like, okay, Parker, like you like Parker's lying about this. And I think that's a very key moment in seeing who Ciara is. Cause it's like, why would Parker lie about this? And why are like, see how you treat Parker and why Parker doesn't take you seriously because you're a bitch to him all the time. So he's less likely to, um, respect you in any matter wow and then Paget's like no no he's telling the truth the guests wanted to come and then she believes it because she's a weirdo and Parker says he can't stay here and talk this out he needs to go uh, take stuff over to the guests and Ciara's like dickhead and it's like well it's true they can't sit here and try and explain to you what just happened like you just need to kind of I mean you just fucking set up the beach dude just set up the beach yeah you need to move forward yeah so Paget's annoyed that Ciara and Madison haven't set up the beach this entire time they were out here but then he's also annoyed that Parker chose a beach with rocks to set up on and it's like well he was trying to talk to you guys over the radio and you guys were annoyed that he was giving all this information so it's like yeah last episode this was like the greatest thing that he ever did was find this space that wasn't last episode. That or was this episode. this episode. Yeah. But they also didn't listen to everything he was saying. Like, they were like, okay, that's enough, Parker. Stop talking so much over the radio. And then it's like, okay, well, now you have this speech because you refuse to listen to Parker. You should have maybe, like, asked more questions. Because Parker doesn't know that. He doesn't know shit. He's still learning. I don't know. This is so idiotic. So back on the boat, Jenna puts Georgia in charge of setting up the pink theme party on the boat for after the beach barbecue. And uh, Georgia's grateful to have something to do that's not in the laundry room. 
And Adam is annoyed because on the guest preference sheet, the guests ask for lobster and seafood for dinner. But in the same paragraph, it also says no lobster or fish for the main course. Bunch of idiots, man. Like, what does that even mean? Like, are you even paying attention when you fill out these? Yes, they're dumb. <laughs> what an infuriating season. I've never it's been this annoyed. infuriating for sure. Are uh, uh, you ready for boat facts? Almost. So Parker takes the guests to go wakeboarding while the girls continue to set up the beach. And Jenna radios over to ask how set up they are. And Mad- Madison says that she's done everything she can to do. But like there's like stuff just laying on the ground not set up. It's so weird. It's so weird what's going on. And Jenna and Adam arrive to the beach and there's barely anything set up. And Jenna's pissed because the setup is so trash and like not pretty. And they're like 30 minutes away from dinner and Madison didn't follow her list. And she's like, why aren't the umbrellas up? And Madison's like, well, they wouldn't stay up. And it's like, we we couldn't, like, this is my opinion. Like you couldn't get big rocks to hold the things up. Also, like, why was there no like other deckhands helping set this up if there was so much to set up? I don't know. This was just poor planning. No one knows what they're supposed to be doing. Madison and Ciara in their own world. This is a mess. This is a genuine mess. Okay. Yeah. Both facts. That's in the episode. All right. It's time for Both Facts with Nikki T's. Okay. Well, we are right in the thick of sailing week. And we have another hot sailing term for you today. Right now, we have mind your P's and Q's. Are you familiar with the etymology here? No. Okay. Well, you know, uh, it means to remain well-behaved. You know, you tell your kids, mind your P's and Q's. Got it. That's a sailing term that I don't think you'd want to be teaching your children. When in port, sailors would get credit at the taverns until they were paid. The barman would keep a record of their drinks on a chalkboard behind the bar. A mark was made under P for pint or Q for quart. On payday, a sailor was liable for each mark next to his name and forced to mind his P's and Q's. Okay. So that that's, that's sailor talk. Sailing away. That's Boat Facts for today. Back to you. Thanks, Nick. I didn't know that was... I've always heard that, but I didn't know that's where it came from. I also didn't really know what it meant. Hmm. Now you know? Because my family doesn't speak that way. Mm. Your family's not sailors. Unfortunately not. All they right. came over here on a plane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's usually how it's done. Yeah, they did come over here on a plane. How that's you, much more normal these days. How did days, you know yeah. that? Oh, well, it's quite a distance. It, there's not really anything else that made sense. Have you been talking to my family? I have. Okay. And Anna, I, I got to say they have, they make a lot of good points. I don't like the way you've been living your life. <sighs> and you need to come home. Okay. To Northern California. Okay. All right. See you there. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right, guys. Thanks. Take away. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. This was Below Deck Sailing, season one, episode eight. Sorry, we're so emotional. This is a goddamn mess of a season, and I don't love it. And I'm going to be very vocal about it because that's what we do on this show. We we speak our hearts. So you can follow us at Deckheads Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at deckheadspod at gmail.com. You can follow me at Anna Hosting and Nick is at Nick's Turners. Hey, you know what? Why don't you leave us a five-star review? Would that be so wild? What if it was a boat fact? We would read it and we would shout you out because we love love. That's true. We love love. We're addicted to love. We would also uh, love if you checked out our merch on Tee Public. That would be cool. If you want to buy some shirts, also send merch ideas. That'd be wild. A merch idea? <gasps> we would respect it. And if you buy merch, send us a photo so we can shout you out. That's all we ever want to do is shout out our listeners because y'all are the real ones because we love you. So I got a roll. I got a bunch of work to do today. You know how it is. It's a... Uh, I don't know what day it is. All right, guys, we're out of here. Bye.
Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.